Welcome to Alternatives to AA. This is Joshua Robinson, and I've been three years sober. And I'm Monique Robinson, and I'm two years sober. And we're here on a mission to help make the difficult journey of sobriety even easier to manage. Nobody in my world ever thought that I'd actually manage to be sober. So now we're taking what we've learned in the last decade to be able to help you too. And we're not against AA. We just need to learn how to manage the other 23 hours of the day. From communication to relationships to self-care, we're going to show you how to cope when your triggers try to take you down. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. to uncover not only how to live without alcohol, but to thrive in sobriety and to swap out your addiction for a better life with the help of Alternatives to AA. So let's go. Saturday morning, I was staying awake mm-hmm. or I'd take like that little tiny cat nap just so I had enough energy to get through a Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'd be driving up to the Scranton area where our wedding was Yeah. and then driving back. And then I'd crash. Yeah. And then Sunday comes and I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I can't move. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then Monday, all of a sudden, I wake up like normal hours. I'm like, okay, I got to start the day. No, I don't go to work until 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Okay. You know? So yeah. that right there, I mean, that was a testament to, one, our love for each other, and mm-hmm. two, our sobriety. Yeah. You know? Because if I didn't have her, and I mean, at the end, I mean, we really were like starting to butt heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the wedding you know just because of that difference in time we weren't on our routine Mm -hmm. you know and that's that's the other thing about sobriety is that you build a routine yeah he had an opportunity right before the wedding to be doing like that kind of a shift and we actually we had to make the decision together because I was like honestly like if you're not home right now and I'm having a meltdown like this could be really bad for me like I was scared and so we made the decision, even though, like, it was really awesome pay, like, we could use it, you know, but we were like, okay, what's, what's more important because here? Because you can always make more money, but yeah. if, if the relationship gets destroyed, then. Yeah. Or if, if the sobriety gets destroyed, it's, it's done for, because, mm-hmm. like, we were talking about, like, the trust. So, like, I was just honest with him. I was like, as much as, like, I want you to take the job, like, I'm afraid of being alone for that many hours during the week, like, after work especially dealing with the stress of the wedding, like, because, um, like, so my mom passed four years ago, so, like, I was doing a lot of it by myself. Like, my dad was, he was really trying, <laughs> but, you know, he, he just was kind of more of the checkbook. <laughs> well, well he, um, he did a good, good no, job. No, <laughs> he really, he really, he put in every effort he could, um, but, like, there was some times where he'd be like, would your mom really let you do that? And I was like, what? Like, why am I, what? Like, you're not even paying for that part. Like, why am I not allowed? Like, it was like, it was just like funny things he would like comment on that like would just throw me for a loop. And like, I'd come home and be like, he said this because I work with my dad. So like, Mm. he would be saying this stuff at work and I'd like come home and be like, oh my God, I can't believe he said this. I don't understand. But like, it was, it was always like something stupid that I shouldn't have reacted that big on. But I was so worked up at that point because like, you guys know, planning a wedding is stressful there's a lot of elements and a lot of people and a lot of coordinating and i don't understand that. how people get married a second time oh no i don't understand it like this is my second time oh, really? wow. so but like so so like it must have been harder on you the second time around um or? well honestly i was like 
pretty messed up my first wedding. Yeah. Oh, like, that was like the whole idea of getting married. It was like, hey, the party afterwards. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. So I did. Yeah. Like, like at our wedding, like you guys said you did a sober wedding. So like we didn't do a sober wedding, but we were extremely clear that sparkling cider had to be offered to everybody. Yeah. And then they could like get offered like champagne. Like, and then we like, you know, we were very clear, like, you don't even bring that up to our table, the champagne. Like, don't even get near us. It has to be sparkling cider. So, like, a lot of people, like, kind of got into that. They were actually like, oh, yeah, sparkling cider, that sounds great. But, like, they had the option of the bar. Um, But, like, I was just so happy because it was just, like, they were very, very careful with us. So, like, I felt safe even with that because I was Mm -hmm. nervous about that because my family wanted, like, you know, the bar. Um, but like, you know, for me, that's not so good. So I was like, all right, how do we do this? Like, how do we make it both work? Well, so we ended up getting a wedding planner towards the end of it just to help with a lot of like the final touch ups. Mm -hmm. What are we missing? Kind of a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like all those loose ends that you kind of like oversee and all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, that's like an important part. Yeah. (laughs) The cake. (laughs) You maybe need one of those. (laughs) Um, but you know, like for a whole year, um, we slowly bought everything. Like, we mm. did all the decorations ourselves. We didn't do any, like, big decorations. We didn't... Yeah. The only thing we did with the florist was her bouquet, boutonnieres, mm. and corsages. Okay. You know? And just, my uh, maid of honors bouquet. And your maid of honors bouquet. Yeah. So, mm. it was very, like, on the inexpensive side. Mm. And that works. when it came to the centerpieces, like, um, the place where we got married, he actually had the uh, log slices. Oh, okay. Because we had a rustic country style. Yeah. The log slices? Like, yeah, like a slice of log. Like a log, so it's like like a a plate. Like an inch or two thick, and then it's just like round on the table. That's awesome. So it was just in the center of the table, and then we bought um, card stands that had like a wooden base as Mm -hmm. well, and it had just, it all meshed well. And then we had these little green glasses that had just a little bit of like a wheat stem and lavender and... It gave just a nice little, like, elegant touch. Really too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love lavender. <laughs> but no, uh, going back to it, though, is, like, we bought everything little by little by little. And then, mm-hmm. like I said, we got the wedding coordinator. But she finally came to the end of it, and it was arranging family. Yeah. Who to put where, Oh, you the know. tables. Oh, I did not enjoy that. <laughs> but also, like, when we talked to the caterer and the business that we were at, we said, you know, we'd really like to have a dry wedding. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'm yeah. in sobriety, and, you know, she doesn't drink because her family does not know that she's an AA. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, you know, that's that's the anonymity of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotcha. yeah. Um, but overall, like, to be respectful, like, my family understands, mm-hmm. you know. And, I mean, my family is probably one of the biggest victims you know, just as much as, like, everybody else has, you know, burned bridges. My family has been a, a major victim in my addiction and alcoholism. So, oh, yeah. um, in a way, I was kind of making that amend to them, like, you know, come celebrate with us. Mm-hmm. This is me showing you, like, I'm a, I'm being better. Yeah. yeah. This know, is I'm the being new more me. wise about things. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what our uh, wedding planner said was, is, this is your wedding. Mm-hmm doesn't matter what they think yeah. <laughs> it doesn't true, matter true. if there's a bar there that has no liquor on it yeah or a cooler full of coca-colas <laughs> they're here for you not yeah. the bar if they're here for the bar you could just tell them to leave yeah. you know and she goes i have no problem telling them either <laughs> and like how uh, the venue itself worked was that 
no matter what like kind of bar you had, you had to get a bartender. Um, and so obviously that's more money. Mm-hmm. And then with the insurance, you'd have to get insurance, like a liquor license. There we go. Oh, um, yeah. So that's more money on top of it right mm-hmm. there. And alcohol is expensive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I just went to a Phillies game and I was like, $11 for a beer? Oh, my gosh. 15 for a little cocktail yeah. can thing? Yeah. $5, $7 for a water? Yeah, no, that, that one drives me nuts. I'm like, okay, it's $2 everywhere else. It doesn't really have to be like $8. Yeah, like, right. Like right. when we go to the Devil's Game. I'm like trying to get a water bottle and it's like six dollars and I'm like like I, I wish s- I could just bring it in. <laughs> I will say at least like with the Phillies, like they'll do like the big smart waters. So okay. it's actually like a little bit more worth it than just like the standard like sixteen ounce ones. There you go. <laughs> okay. There you go. But yeah, bad. I mean so the cost efficiency just alone not drinking. Yeah. You know, like I've watched uh, at, at the Phillies game, like, mm-hmm. you know, they everything's with card. Yeah. And the guy's like, Oh yeah, I'll take three of those and then like ten minutes later, I'll take two more and I'm like you just spent $55. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. Well, yeah. that's the thing with credit cards these days. Like, you don't realize how quickly it adds up until you get the bill at the end of the month and you just go, what the hell? Like, well, that's, you're why, not I, that's why I always paid with cash at bars because yeah. that was my manageability. That. There you go. <laughs> you know? that was I only got 20 bucks, and then you start flirting with the guy at the end of the bar, and it's like, how many drinks can you buy me? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I ran out of money. Yeah. I forgot my ATM card. Yeah. No, I just, like, that was the thing. Like, I stopped going to the bars with people and just started drinking at home because it was cheaper. So, like, that was how I solved the financial problem. But truth be told, that just made it bigger because I just kept needing more and more and more because I was home. I was safe. I could drink as much as I freaking wanted. Well, you know, that bill got really high, really fast. (laughs) And I was smarter at bars because, like, I would only have, like, one because I didn't know who was necessarily always around me. So, like, it actually backfired in so many (laughs) ways because I literally, like, the most I ever had at a bar was two. But that was over multiple hours because I just, I was always afraid, like, you know, blacking out at a bar. Like, you were you were in trouble there. Yeah. But, like, you know, you black out at home. Who cares? You just crawled into bed somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you just laid wherever it was. Yeah. You just laid on the couch or you crawled into bed. And then you woke up in bed and you're like, well, I guess I walked. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. It's Definitely. true, though. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys ever have, like, any strong, like, negatives to, like, doing this together? Like, do you ever feel any negatives? Because a lot of people, like, question that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This actually reminds me of, like, with the pastor when we did our pre-marital uh, sessions. Go on. It's like, you guys, like, have a good thing. Say something good and say something bad about each other. Mm. Just get it out. Well, this is one of them. Okay. Heaven forbid I'm a bad person. My anger. That pot, like, yeah. that lid just popped right off. Mm-hmm. And I was throwing my water ball out in the parking lot. I threw the truck keys out in the woods. And I was like, you go find them. Yeah. I threw my vape in the woods. I'm like, ah, I'll get another one. She tries doing the, why are you yelling at me? What's wrong with you? Uh-oh. Trying the, the recovery reverse psychology kind of thing. And I was like, don't be a fucking recovery <laughs> coach to me right now. Just let me blow it. Yeah. So that is a negative and sometimes where it's like, I said to her, I was like, I need a wife. Mm. Yeah. I need a spouse. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't need a sober partner in a sense of, you know, telling me how to be sober and do the sober thing right now. Yeah. Just tell me how I can be a better 
significant other to you. Mm -hmm. And you comfort me, console me, or put me in my place like a, a significant other would. Yeah. I will justify my actions here and say that <laughs> um, nothing else was working. <laughs> yeah, so was it was like my last straw. straw. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But, but when you're in that state, nothing's going to help yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But, Usually like, I can, like, talk to her and, like, mm -hmm. just, like, get it through her. And, like, mm -hmm. that time I was like, all right, well, yelling at her didn't work. Um, taking the things she was throwing didn't work. <laughs> Uh, being nice didn't work. Well, let's throw let's throw this at her. She was like, "Oh fuck no!" <laughs> <laughs> so Josh is studying psychology, and every once in a while, I'm like, "I just need you, not the psychologist." Just you. Yeah, like I'll, I'll, yeah, like it and, happens all the time. Yeah, because like you know, he's he's learning it actively in school right now. So like, you tend to want to practice it. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, I don't need a therapist today. I just need you to be my husband and just deal with it. Like. Like, I've just, you know, like, sometimes when, like, you know, it's that time of the month and you get a little, like, <laughs> wackadoo, um, and he'll just be like, okay, like, and, like, he'll try to, like, do the psychology on me, and I'm like, that's not gonna work! <laughs> like, I'm having a bad day, you know what's going on, you know it's why a bad day, so you just gotta go with it! <laughs> and, like, he'll sometimes be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not, that, not much you can do, it's just, no. you, gotta, you gotta just sit there with them. Yeah, you just gotta roll with it. And you know what, I don't, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think it has anything to do with it being a heterosexual marriage no. or even a same-sex marriage. No. Like, everybody knows we have hormones. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's biology, yep. you know? Um, but the mind is a completely different part of the anatomy. Oh, like, yeah. It has its own ways. Oh, yeah. You know? And the way our bodies are designed is for survival. And mm -hmm. that, you know, like when you... Um, like reading the big book and it talks about like all our survival instincts mm -hmm. they're completely like flip-flopped mm -hmm. you know and that's why it's like going back to our old ways like leaving yeah. that meeting and not you know feeling like you have anybody so yeah. it's like i'm alone all right well i gotta go to the bar because yeah i gotta go back to where i coped best that's which where is I like the total my lie. comfort my yeah. comfort so, I mean, that's 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 that instinct that mm -hmm. it's talking about. And it's the same thing. Like, even when it comes to a marriage, like, our instincts is survival, mm -hmm. defense. Yeah. So, that was mine with her. Like, yeah. I felt threatened, even though she cannot hurt me in any way possible. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, so, those fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> Try me, honey. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's that survival instinct of, like, I'm on the defense. Mm -hmm. I feel cornered, even though I'm not really. Yeah. But it that's that. They talk about that a lot in AA, like, feeling like the cornered animal, like, ready to strike. Mm -hmm. You know, especially in early sobriety. That's just where you are. You're in the corner. You're shaking. You're trying to figure it out. And you're, you're bug-eyed scared because... It's so brand new, and it's so counterintuitive to how you've been living for yeah. a while. How you've been surviving. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, like, no matter what, no addict, like, just, you know, their first day drinking, like, they realize they're addicted. Like, you know, that takes time. So, like, you learn these bad habits. You get comfortable in these bad habits. And it's not until you hit a breaking point in your rock bottom till you realize, like, okay, there's a problem here. Like, back it up. Like... But then also trying to relearn the new ways is just terrifying sometimes because yeah. it just feels so not like you. Like, and that was sometimes like what would trigger me too was like, I don't feel like myself anymore. Like, I want to go back to the fun me, like the yeah. one that was relaxed sometimes. But 
you know, immediately the fun me would have too many drinks and then get to the mean me. So, like, it just never worked. Like, I would, but that lie, you could lie to yourself so easily and get to your, get there so easily. So it's just, like, crazy when you think about it. Well, it's like what you said just now, like, with the picking up the drink and, you know, not, that first drink is like, oh, I'm an alcoholic today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it that doesn't happen. Nope. And what I was saying, like, with the mind is, like, our behaviors. Even as, like, for me as a child, I was stealing change out of my dad's sock drawer. And then, like, I had this imagination that, like, I was being watched all the time. Mm-hmm. So when I was going to the general store that was, like, down the road and around the corner, like, I went through the woods so that nobody would see me on the <laughs> road and, like, report it to my mom. Like, yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's huh. the way my brain is programmed. I have that, like, imagination or, like, I'm paranoia, I guess yeah. you could say, yeah. you know? And so that started, like, out as a young girl. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, it was just, like, sneaking out of the house. Yeah. I was fortunate. My bedroom was, like, our house was a, a ranch. It was oh, a one okay. level. So my bedroom window was only three feet above the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm six foot. <laughs> That's so pretty easy. Three feet of me and three feet of me in. Yeah. <laughs> so it was very easy to get in and out. And, mm-hmm. like, I learned how to, like, start the car very quietly, wait till the car's driving by. Um, but it's just like those kinds of things like you start to develop that like strategic ways of like getting Mm -hmm. around everything it's that survival but it's all those behaviors so even like I was saying before like not needing the drink but being a drunk Mm -hmm. and the dry drunk yeah it's because of the behaviors it's all those character defects that I've just developed yeah like you know like you were talking about like hiding things like I was even hiding alcohol in the house, sometimes from myself, like to trick yourself, like to like (laughs) to feel better that like nobody else could find it. So like the funny thing is a year after I got sober, we were in the storage room moving stuff around and I found a full vodka bottle. It was sealed, (laughs) but I had a total meltdown because I was like, I swear I didn't buy it. And he was like, I know it was behind like everything. <laughs> like, and we, you know, dumped it out. Like, it wasn't a big deal. But like, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I found that after like a year. And we like searched the house too. Like, I thought I'd found all my hiding spots. Like, I thought I'd cleaned everything out. I really, truly did. And then finding that, I was like, oh my God. Like, and I just became a year sober for the first time ever too. So I was like, this is like the worst ever. <laughs> but he was like, it was hidden behind everything. I know, like, you didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I'm kind of impressed you got it there. <laughs> but, like, you know, it was just kind of, like, one of those things, like, ah, like, those habits. Like, I just kept hiding it, hiding it, hiding it because I had to hide it from my family. I had to hide it from friends. I had to hide it from past boyfriends. Like, so I was just in the habit in the house, even when I was alone in the house. Nobody was coming over. I was still hiding it. So in case people came over later, for some odd reason, it wasn't out. Like <laughs> It's like always being prepared for the unexpected. Exactly. You know, it's like you always keep a clean house because you never know when somebody's coming over. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, drop the spoon. Oh, you're getting company. Like, whatever that, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, mythology is. Yeah. But, uh, huh. no, I mean... Like, for me, I never had to hide the alcohol. My first drink, I was eight years old. Okay. You know, it was beers. I was my uh, dad's little beer runner. um, Him and his buddy, they were crabbing in the creek behind our shore house. Mm -hmm. So I'm eight years old, and my mom's in the shore house doing whatever she's doing, and I'm running back and forth. You know, bring out the full, take back the empties. Mm -hmm. Well, his buddy decided to stop drinking. Well, my mom didn't know that. 
Oh. Ronnie's clever. Yeah. <laughs> Sneaky. I'll still take two. <laughs> one for my dad and one for the road. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that was my experience as the first time, and mm -hmm. it was not even the taste of the alcohol. I think it was that sneaky feeling, mm -hmm. you know? I'm like, being bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm outsmarting my mom because she doesn't even know. Mm -hmm. She just sees me, but she has no idea until yeah. I'm, like, at the, at the you know, kitchen table trying to eat dinner, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> you still have, like, problems with trying to, like go around things and, and like do sneak it around. like sneak around things because i'm like that too like I, I want like i try to do things the unconventional way like trying to find the easier softer way yeah, yeah. Uh, for everything almost. um you know it's kind of hard though because like being a supervisor mm. you're trying to set the example yeah and i think that's actually one attribute to being sober and being a supervisor, they so help each other. Mm -hmm. Because now I know, like, instead of having a reaction, mm -hmm. I'm more responsive. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, I'm more aware and I'm, I'm able to read people a little bit better. So it, it's like an advantage, too, because, like, all that persuasive and manipulation that I've mastered throughout my life... Mm. You know, you know when they're doing that to you. Exactly. <laughs> you can't bullshit a bullshitter. Yeah. You know, 100%. so it's, you know, being a supervisor, I can see things. But at the same time, too, I'm setting the example. Mm -hmm. So by, you know, living a sober life and knowing, like, how to do things the right way and not have to cut the corner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because my alcoholic brain says if I cut the corner, I'm going to save time. I'm going to save distance. I'm going to save money. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I just took a completely left turn, and now I have no idea where that's going. Yeah. You know, wow. this is the path I'm supposed to be on, so I'm just going to stay on course. Yeah. If I trip over the rock, I'm just going to get up, dust my knees off, and, and keep going. Yeah. That's awesome. That is. Yeah, yeah like, just, just every once in a while sometimes, <laughs> like, we'll, we'll catch each other in it. Like, But, like, that's, again, the good thing about being together in this, like, if one of us is about to go off track, we'll kind of be like, uh, "Hey, I, I don't like that. I don't like what you're doing. Like, yeah. do you realize that's going to take you in this direction?" And then, you know, like then we can talk about it and discuss it and kind of like get to the root of the problem because mm -hmm. there's always a root. Like that's the biggest thing with addiction. There's always a root to why you're so, doing. So it. if you understand it, once mm -hmm. you understand it, it's like it's not as bad. Yeah. It, because when it's unknown, it's just like. You're just confused and you can't really do anything yeah. about it. Because you're reactive instead of, like, trying to process, like, why. Yeah. Like, so. the one day we got into an argument, which started off with her getting pissed off that I cut her off while she was talking. And ended in she doesn't get to spend enough time with the dog. Aw. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, it's so stupid. Like, you have the, the fights over nothing and it's like... Oh, this was really the reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> like, sometimes, like, we'll get at each other when, like, we've been together, but we've been, like, working on stuff and, like, doing all these things, like, not actually just spending couple that's, time. That's the main yeah. thing. The main um, thing, for sure. Yeah. So, like, sometimes, this. like... Oh, yes. oh, this that is evil horrible. Guy. Yes. I mean, even before we came here, like, she got off of work. We talked for, like, five, ten minutes in the car on the way home. And then what did we do before we came here? Sat on her phone on the couch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, actually, the, the start of everything, if you want to know, <laughs> is we got home. She lets the dog do her business. I go upstairs. I start feeding the cats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So she starts washing the dishes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so then she looks at me because I'm not saying anything. Are you okay? Because you've been really quiet. Mm. I'm like, I just talked to you in the truck. <laughs> it's a 10 minute drive, not even. I said, like, what's going on? And mm. right now, like, and I even said it, I'm like, every minute of my life does not need chatter. Mm. Like, yeah. you know? Um, but that's that honesty. Like, you can be serious, but really honestly, just say, like, hey, I'm just chill like i'm good nothing's wrong yeah. yeah um but sometimes that does catch me off guard where i just suddenly i'm like i'm really fine <laughs> and i'm like uh-huh. i, I want to bite your head off just because you keep asking are you okay and i'm like yeah but see the reason why you want to bite my head off is because there actually is something wrong so mm-hmm. when are you going to get over yourself and just tell me yeah, yeah. <laughs> when are you going to stop keeping inside yeah, <laughs> yeah but sometimes like it was like you said like you're processing mm-hmm. you still don't know what the root of it is yeah. yeah so subconsciously for me i know like there's something but i can't quite put my finger on it mm-hmm. but my mind is going to just be creating something yeah it figured out and i don't realize that my body actions yeah. my expressions are the result of what <laughs> my mind is creating and mm-hmm. processing and this part of me is like what and then when she reacts to like what's going on like you're Mm -hmm. quiet you're distant Mm -hmm. you know you're you're not yourself and i'm like really like i thought i am (laughs) yeah (laughs) like like, i feel like me (laughs) i'm pretty sure i'm me but like sometimes like i'll process by like playing stupid games on my phone and he'll be like and then i "I want to spend time with you and i'm like i'm trying to figure it out i'm trying to figure it out and he's like okay but if we talk you might get there a little quicker (laughs) like i might be able to help you and like so sometimes like i have to like put that down or like put it in another room so like we can communicate but like sometimes even just the lack of communication is just like what's the problem like yeah and i'm not even realizing that's what's bothering me like (laughs) we haven't spent enough time like just as a couple like we've been just doing xyz like whatever and just been so busy and like just not been here together and like that's what's the thing that's like irking me beyond belief and like i'm just sitting there playing the game making it worse (laughs) but that's how i'm processing at the moment (laughs) well as you found out like she has a horse yeah um and if anybody knows anything about women and horses they come first (laughs) i didn't know that oh no it's true i have an assistant manager she's been married for quite a while and even to this day her husband's like yes honey (laughs) the horse can do that (laughs) we will get it for the horse Mm. um with me i tend to put my foot down a little bit more Mm. and i think i bring her back into reality of like i understand a horse is a living thing like we got to treat it we got to do things but like some things are just a little bit more important than hi, hi. Charlie. <laughs> Come here, buddy. It's okay. Hi, buddy. Charlie, Bob. Hi, buddy. Um, but, you know, just sometimes things are a little bit more important. Some things take more of a priority. Yeah. Um, but, um, like, the communication, like, for a short period of time, like, I would get off work, we go to the barn, come home. Mm-hmm. Maybe make a meeting. Get up, go to work, go to the barn, come home. There's a repetition, and I'm like, where in there am I really spending time with you? Mm-hmm. you just know? you. Like, just you. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I, I support her passion, mm-hmm. you know, and I know how much she loves horses. And it took me a while to admit, like, I want to support you. Mm-hmm. I was just getting so frustrated with just being like, it's a horse, it's a barn, it's a horse, it's a barn, it's a horse, it's a barn. It's like, what about me? Like, what are we going to do for Ronnie? So it was a selfish act. Mm. I mean, it's also, like, the reason of, like, because for a period... 
I tried to teach her the one day that just didn't go very well because <laughs> Ronnie wants it now. She yeah. wants to learn it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we He's determined that, you know, she, if she's going to ride, she just wants to sit on the horse and, like, go for a trail ride. She doesn't want to learn to put her heels down or do anything else. You've yeah. gotten better with that. Yes, you have. She rode motorcycles, so toe down, heel up. Mm. Ah, <laughs> okay. got it. So I, I got to alter my brain. I got to change my thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, with, like, after that, like, she stopped coming to the barn, like, enjoying it quite as much as she was. And um, finally actually came down to what it really was. And it didn't actually have anything to do with that. It had to do with, like, that being my hobby and her, like, what Not is having... my hobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had to find your own hobby. And, you know, and it, like, I've always been interested in photography, and I just, I never really had my own camera up until it was, like, 2014. Everything was just always, like, the disposables and Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, And then my addiction completely, like, overcame everything. And I'm actually surprised I didn't even solve my camera for money, (laughs) you know? So I'm, like, thankful I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But... After having that discussion, I was like, I actually sat with myself. I'm like, what do I enjoy doing? I enjoy going on hikes, but that's something we do together. Um, I used to play volleyball. I'm in no shape to be doing that anymore. (laughs) My knees will definitely say, yo, you're crazy. (laughs) Um, That's like me trying to dance now. Like trying to even go to Zumba classes is like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I miss it so much, but I just can't. You know, and like... I don't really quad and dirt bike and ride motorcycles anymore. So it's just like, okay. And I used to enjoy mechanics a lot. So I have knowledge basis, but it mm-hmm. it became a hobby into a job, which then took away that feeling of like enjoying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when you like have your own car and you're restoring it. And yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, hey, a friend, uh, they need this done. They need this done. And all of a sudden you're like, your yeah. restoration starts getting put on the backboard. And you keep looking at it like... I'll eventually get to it, and then you end up selling the parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finally sat with myself, and I was like, photography. I was like, I like going on hikes, mm-hmm. and I can still do something of my own, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so then I started, like, actually, like, taking my camera a little bit more often with me, took it on vacations, you know, did this, did that, downloaded a program on the computer, and, like, now I've found, like, my little thing. That's awesome. So, like, if she knows that I'm not answering the phone, it's more yeah. likely that I'm on the computer yeah. and I'm doing all this, like, fine detail and my creativity going. And, yeah. But, you know, so that has helped us in the last, like, little bit just to, mm. like, realize, like, that's your thing. This is mine. Every now and then I'll go to the barn with you and mm-hmm. obviously you'll see my photography, like, through this. And yeah. And even for my birthday, like, she's like, what do you want? Like, Oh no! Just so be I just for told her she was getting a camera. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh there you go. And then we, I narrowed, I narrowed it down to two options because she was like, "Yeah, they all look good." I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "I want all of them because they all look awesome." Well, that's not gonna work in the budget, dear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the one day, like, I had time at work, and so I was like doing some researching, and like I found a couple options and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got her, like, a camera body and then, like, two different um, lenses and then found out yesterday that I have to get an adapter for the one lens. But mm. it gives a lot more options after you have the adapter for other lenses. Okay. Um, so she, we just got the camera yesterday. Um, and, like, kind of everybody, like, like, my mom, my grandma, and, like, a bunch of our friends all chipped in on it a little bit. 
Um, so cut the price down by like a third. Okay. Um, and so now like she can actually like. I, I feel a lot more happy. Like, yeah. That's awesome. Money. Because the other thing that kind of like teeters the whole like hobby thing was mm-hmm. I get bonuses at work. Yeah. And my last bonus was in March. Yep. Was that when you wanted the saddle? No, that was September. That was a year ago. Okay, well, my bonuses tend to go towards horse hobby. Gotcha. <laughs> horse essentials. Gotcha. And I think the one time I was like, what if I want a quad? Maybe I want to pin my money on something I want, you know? And mm-hmm. so it, that's the communication, and you know? And that's, that's the important thing about, like, life. And mm-hmm. that's what I enjoy. It's not the arguing, yeah. you know, but it's having that companionship and being able to share the memories and actually, you know, get on each other's nerves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, that's part of it. Like, if you're, if you never get on each other's nerves, you're not being honest because you're two different people. No and matter what, you came, you had two different growing up situations. Like, they could be similar, but you still had very different experiences in that. So, like, yeah, of course, like, you're going to argue, you're going to get at each other, and you're going to drive well, each other that's, insane. That's how, like, most but. relationships deteriorate when... They see something wrong going on with the other person, and then they're just like, just let it happen. Yeah, whatever. They don't, they don't call them out on it. They're just like, uh, I don't, I don't have the time, energy. Mm-hmm. Or, or it's the line, it's not you, it's me. We're yeah. done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, instead of, like, sitting down and, like, thinking about the options. Like, okay, you know, where did we go wrong? Where mm-hmm. did we start veering away from each other? Yeah. yeah. You know, and then... Sitting down and, like you said, finding the root of the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, was it something she said or was it something he did? Was it something that a family member did that yeah. is, you know, ripple affecting into your relationship? Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of getting back to it. You might be the option of couples therapy. Mm-hmm. It might actually be like, hey, you know, like, I'm going to go stay at my mom's for like a week. Let's just give it a week. I'll come back and let's see if we can start communicating. Yeah. <laughs> no. <I'm not. laughs> I was like, someone's yeah. giving you the eyes. <laughs> but but I know what you're saying because people, you know, just over time. You, you kind grow. Of, and sometimes yeah. you grow separately. Yeah. And then yeah. you have to go back and it's just this constant. So if, if you don't try to bring it back to that, that connection, eventually you're just going to be like so far apart that. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's like impossible. You can't hear each other anymore. You're too far. I have a really good story for you guys. (laughs) So Ronnie, like, it works at Home Depot, and so she's in the process of, like, moving up and everything. And so she's like, you know, if I get, if I end up, like, as a store manager at some point, you know, like, I could end up anywhere. Mm -hmm. And she's like, so if we have kids or whatever, like, I'd hate to, like, pick up and move and everything. So she's like, so... I was thinking, you know, I could get, like, an apartment wherever I am and, you know, I'll come back for, like, weekends and holidays. And she's just, like, going off on, like, this grand idea. And I'm looking at her like, do you hear yourself right now? <laughs> like, I did not marry you to see you on weekends and holidays. Yep. Like, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she thought about it. She's like, well, I was just thinking. I'm like, think again. She's like... Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> no, but that's that's like the greatest thing is like mm-hmm. one of the most important things I've heard in the rooms is you go to a place where you can say the craziest things in the world and somebody sitting next to you is going to go, I know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas if I said that to somebody in Home Depot, they'd be yeah. like, that's a great idea. <laughs> and then I'm thinking to myself, 
which I shouldn't, you know, agree with sometimes, but is maybe they're crazy because they just agreed with me, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. so then, you know, that's what's so great about, like, the alternatives, mm -hmm. as, you know, you know, this whole podcast is about is the alternatives. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a greater way of thinking. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, a, a design set for living. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just feel blessed to just, you know, have this ability yeah you know i i don't like i almost think of it as like a talent <laughs> in a way it is like because you you have a deeper understanding of yourself and sometimes like and others too like you were saying before like you can't bullshit a bullshitter like we've done this stuff we've manipulated these ways we've tried these things out and we've gotten to a point where we like understand the good and the bad with all those things and we are learning to balance it um, whereas, like, other people, they just keep going full steam ahead, and they're going full steam ahead, maybe in the wrong direction, but no one's stopping them and being yeah. like, hey, uh, red flag, like, <laughs> slow down, something's wrong, you know? But, like, having... That's why, like, I was so excited to have you guys on, because, like, it's another couple who, like, has worked together with the sobriety and, like, understands it. Because, like, we've talked about before, like, you know, in the AA rooms, they don't really want you doing that, especially, like, in your first year. But truth be told, I never would have made it to a year without him at home. Like, it just wouldn't have happened. So, like, it's so nice to, like, talk to other people who, like, understand that, too. Like, how important the support is, even even being multiple years in. Like, it's still good to, like, come home and be like, all right, I'm having the worst day ever. Like, I'm having all these cravings. Like, something's going wrong. Like, help me out. <laughs> like, talk me down. You, you know? know, and the other thing, too, is um, there really isn't that many couples no. that we've encountered either. Um, I mean, we met one woman who her fiancé was speaking at a meeting, and that's how we met them. Mm -hmm. And now we keep in touch with them, and they said, you know what? It's it's a blessing that, like, I've got somebody that's going to call me out on my bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they're not going to co-sign it. Yeah. And that's, that's, like, the dangerous parts about life is that, you know, there's people around us that can't, comprehend our way of thinking because it's just like I don't get it but okay yeah <laughs> you know whereas again like if I came up with this grand idea to be a store manager and get like a house in Malibu and fly back and forth to Jersey and you know I can have all the riches in the <laughs> world but you know you wouldn't have that support during the week or exactly you know, how like, schedule works I completely out. forgot like hello you gotta stay sober you're gonna do it by yourself again because yeah. <laughs> look how that worked out for you yeah you know and so but saying that to her and having her also in recovery and being like whoa like fish pole and reel back in because mm -hmm. this is not why one we're together and mm -hmm. two it's just ridiculous yeah, that, <laughs> that's an easy thing to do though like trying to do like individual things too much and then you know leaving out the other partner like I, i've done that before too just like you know focusing too much on work and and whatnot and it's really uh it's easy to get like that i'm it's a workaholic very, yeah yeah same. <laughs> well like like i was talking about before like him with the night shift thing like when we talked about it i was like that is i'm so like i think you might be able to handle it but like i can't i know i can't and then like the second I said that to him, he goes, oh, no, I'm not taking the job. Like, yeah. because, like, he could see that I was, like, terrified. Like, okay, if you leave me alone, like, five nights a week, like, okay, that might work out for, like, a month, maybe two months, maybe even three <laughs> months. But I don't think it's going to work out much longer. Like, danger. 
when when my position opened up for that opportunity, mm-hmm. it was me actually taking a step up from being an associate, just a regular sales associate. Yeah. Um, there was major changes that were happening, and everybody kind of knew that something was going to happen where the overnight was going to be that that position. Mm-hmm. And so when I was hearing about it, I said to her, I was like, you know, this is what's going on at work, and there's a good possibility they're going to probably ask me. Mm-hmm. So we went over like the pros and the cons of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the like, bottom, the basic thing that I said was like, I said to her, I was like, it's a really, really good opportunity. And if I'm not going to tell anybody else not to take it, I can't tell you not to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, it's going to really suck sleeping by myself, yeah. you know, and like being in the house by myself at night. Because um, at that point we didn't have the puppy, obviously. And yeah. so literally just me and the cats and cats aren't really good guard dogs <laughs> guard dogs no especially Lily I mean it was only Lily too so I mean she would have just meowed to yeah. and then hit yeah. under the bed yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh you're scary bye yeah. mom you're you're on, you're on your own and so I said to her I was like I will like it's gonna suck like sleeping by myself I was like but I know I'll be okay. I'll just spend more time at the barn. You mm-hmm. know, like, that's how I'd make it through. Yeah. But I said to her, I was like, are you going to be able to sleep during the day? Like, are you actually going to be able to do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, that's something that you have to figure out, you know? And it's not a, okay, you're going to be on it for six months, like, and January 1st or something, you know, like, you're going to be done. Right. Like, it was not a Yeah, there, set. Was, there was no, like, you're just here for this period of time. It was yeah. very it open-ended. Could, it could be very, like, it could be a 12-month thing. It could be a five-year plan. Yeah. Okay. It was something I did not want to sign up for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but also talking to her, and I even shared it with her, even, like, telling some of my stories of just some of my um, addictions is... Um, you know, I use dry substances as part of my story, and if I wasn't drinking, I had a dry substance in my hand, mm-hmm. or in this case, up my nose. Yeah. yeah. So the last time I was working for a company and overnights was involved, mm-hmm. I was drinking Red Bull by the cases yeah. each night. Oh boy. Not with alcohol in it, but I had the other substance that helps me keep awake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, I mean, most of the people that do those types of jobs, it's like, it's almost mandatory. That you're psychologically screwed up? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> you're doing the substance yeah, that keep you going. No, yeah. but I mean, like, but that's the thing is, like, even now, like, you know, being sober and clean and actually going through with that overnight position and seeing it. I could, I've done it recently again in July and I did the inventory. So, yeah. but that was only a two week period. Mm-hmm. And like, I couldn't wait for the two weeks to be over. I was yeah. like, oh my God, I did this for 11 and a half months. Like, oh, wow. You know, so, um, but, you know, seeing the employees that I was working with and that I was in charge of, mm-hmm. it was very challenging to try and like get them to comprehend even like the simplest of ways of thinking because like I could talk to a day associate and they'll completely understand and it's like to them it's like wait what yeah there's a reason why people work in the lot and on overnights and it's yeah. the social the social interaction right some mm-hmm. people are just not built to socialize right yes so that's why there's positions like that mm-hmm. yeah just for yeah you know I, I did an overnight once too for for a while um like uh for a grocery store and yeah they're just another breed, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> and I was just like, after like a couple months of doing it, I was like, 
I think I'm losing my mind, <laughs> so I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I think bottom line, like, with, the, with like, being married and, like, in a relation, a sober relationship, you know, mm. it all goes back to honesty and openness. Yes. Always. Like, if you're not talking to each other, like, you got nothing. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what it always comes down to. Like, when we're starting to, like, really get on each other's nerves over, like, the stupid things, it's like... All right, we need to, like, take some time and just, like, be with each other, whether, like, mm-hmm. we go on a hike or, like, we just go drive somewhere, you know. Like, we just need to be with each other and just spend that time together and just yeah. talk. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just the most important thing. And I think, yeah. like she said, like, our motto, like, together, like, we can get through anything, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, it's not like you even have to talk about anything, like, crucial. It's just reestablishing the connection. Yeah. Um, Just sometimes you just need that again, like, to feel, like, one again instead of, like, two separate entities running whatever direction. Mm. Um, So, like, even, like, this last weekend, we got to go to the beach for the weekend. um, And that just, like, even though, like, even on the beach, like, I was, like, reading, like, we, but, like, we'd still, like, were talking a lot. And, like, it just, like, brought us, like, back together again, like not that we were like apart it was just like last week was hectic like you know so we didn't have like the couple time so it was like nice to just stop slow down be there with each other and just enjoy each other life just gets in the way oh it does you know like there's always stuff like there even like social media all these different things trying to get your attention Mm -hmm. and like a lot of times i'll feel bad if i if i'm on like instagram for a while when I'm like, maybe I should have been talking to Monique or something like that, you know, just these little things. Yeah, but. and you can get so lost in social media. I mean, like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Like, you know, sometimes like I'll be on TikTok, I'll think I'll be on like for five minutes, and then I'll realize an hour has passed, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like those videos are so quick, so like you just don't realize how fast the time passes, and you just waste it when like you could be together, even. Even if you're not, like, doing necessarily something together, you could be, like, talking, like, even just doing two different things. Like, so it's just, like, funny how that happens. Well, it's really hard because if, like, you're reading, Mm -hmm. you can't really talk while you're reading. No. No. Yeah. (laughs) No, like, he he talks while he reads because he wants to tell me everything he's reading. Because he reads, like, so I read, like, fun books. Like, like, like you know fantasy like you know just fun and he's always reading like serious books so then he's like stopping every five minutes to like tell me this cool like, new this fact. really cool fact i'm like in the future they're gonna have this oh my god <laughs> and i'm like it's like shut up like we, we were on the beach and i was literally like rereading harry potter and i was like i'm in like i'm in the department of mysteries right now like you gotta go away <laughs> like i was like you gotta stop <laughs> i'm in a really important part you gotta stop <laughs> well see that's even weird because like when you talk about like two different people and coming mm-hmm. from two different backgrounds yeah. you've got two different ways of thinking mm-hmm. she reads way much faster mm-hmm. she like skips words while she reads oh, like wow. the big but paragraphs can... like i skim that because you know i really don't care about the details i just want the point of the story like wow. i don't yeah. need to know what the house looked like and everything like mm-hmm. that like okay they went in the house cool <laughs> but when she tells you a story she tells you the details mm-hmm. oh so it's still there you still kind of subconsciously no no like she'll be telling like what happened today and she'll give me everything between oh, a and b gotcha she'll but, tell me the a.1 a.2 a.3 <laughs> but if i don't give her all the details and i just give her like okay this is what happens she's like 
what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm special. <laughs> well, so, you went you know. a little too fast there for me, dear. But, yeah, like, so I, <clears throat> I tend to read books that like give detail. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like currently right now I'm in a book that's like about a ghost story. Mm-hmm. You know, and the way they're doing their chapters, it's it's one character, mm-hmm. what's happening with them in that day. Okay. And then the next chapter is that different character, same day. So it's the same. That sounds like my type of book. You know? <laughs> and I like that because it's like you're getting to know each one of them. And mm-hmm. then they start to overlap each other. Yeah. Then you start to see how they're intertwined with each other. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, those kind of details are what make that book. Yeah. Whereas, like, like, even with, like, movies, like, I like to find, like, the behind the scenes kind of stuff. Like, yes. I like oh, to learn totally all that stuff. And, I'm like, I, and, like, he'll look at me sometimes, like, why do you care? I'm like, but it's so cool. Like to know this stuff, like how how they filmed this, and he's like, okay, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, no, but you have to understand it. It's so cool, like not yeah, for like, me, like Jaws, <laughs> like Jaws. I could tell you how many mechanical sharks they went through. Oh wow, how you many? Know? Such I think a good it was movie. Six. <laughs> I believe it. And actually, a fun fact is um, Steven Spielberg in the beginning of the movie, the girl that is first killed by the shark Mm -hmm. that first like pull that she feels the tug was actually done by steven spielberg himself oh she did not expect it either oh Oh, so that reaction is her real reaction to like holy shit something just touched me and pulled me underwater wow i mean that's one way to get it (laughs) because like i guess what it was is like how he had said it was like okay you know we're gonna go through this and do Mm -hmm. this and count and by the time like this happens you'll be pulled under. Mm-hmm. So he was in a way giving her like the heads up, but then he turned Did it around like, and early just or like, something? Oof. and yeah. she was like, whoa, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's the exciting things about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love the detail stuff too. Yeah. So like, I totally understand, but it's, it's funny. Like, cause like I said, like, even though I've read the Harry Potter books, like I still want every single detail. So when he's like trying to tell me about like, what, what's that book? Physics, something with physics. Oh, it's, it's just pretty much the future. Like, yeah, I'm everything in the future. Yeah, so like, like AI. Yeah, um, so like nanotechnology, like all that. Stuff. Yeah, so it was like a lot of complicated stuff, and I'm on vacation. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want complicated right now. You're hurting my brain. Like, I just want to be in my little happy world. <laughs> like, leave me alone. <laughs> and like, I felt bad saying that a couple times. I was like, honey, honey, I'm, I can't focus on that right now. Like, even though I've read the book like multiple times, like I just get so enmeshed in the story, like because. Even though, like, with some books, like, I'll read it time and time, and I'll still find a new detail that, like, I missed the last time, too, and I love doing that, too. And, like, you know, he just, like, he wants the book for the facts, and I'm like, I don't get that. Like, that's a textbook that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, me me and my brother, uh, Nate, we just, we always read for facts. Yeah. (laughs) They read for facts, and then, like, his youngest brother, Zach, he reads like I do, like, for the details of, like, the book. So, like, Zach's recommended some books to me that, like, I adore, and so it's just like it's funny because it's two like they grew up all in the same household but two very different mindsets even yeah, there yeah so you know it's just like it's funny how that happens yeah. but yeah but, i mean even when we went on vacation we kind of made like a little deal like you know let's try to stay off the phones so mm-hmm. the only time we really pulled the phones out was like pictures mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah um but also we had somebody watching the cats and then the pet sitter for the dogs because mm-hmm. her mother has dogs also okay. so it, that was like really the only time that like cell phones were out and mm-hmm. every now and then it was just like okay quiet time before bed yeah because i'm exhausted like when i sit out in the sun for a very long period of time and i'm not doing anything i get tired faster yeah. oh yeah you know oh yeah so 
you know, at bedtime, I do, like, even now, like, I enjoy, like, either turning on the TV. I could not even care less what was on the TV. It's just, like, it's noise. It's mm -hmm. that white noise. It's going to help me go to sleep. I play all kinds of puzzle games. It just I turns my too. brain off, and I'm done. <laughs> this one here is just, like... <laughs> Me? You're the one that's been like playing your games recently at night and I'm like, alright, I'm gonna go to sleep. The light's still on, she's still wide awake playing on her phone and I'm just like, okay, good night. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because about the white noise, like I do not like the white noise. Mm -hmm. So when we first started dating, or when I first started living here, yeah. like she would have the TV on and I was to go to sleep and I was like, we can't do that. So. Now she has a headphone. I have and like stuff little to to headphones sleep. to go to sleep because, like, uh, if I don't have the white noise while laying down, like, I can't settle. I just mm. keep thinking and thinking and thinking, and then I just end up in a spiral. And it's five hours later, and then I know I have to get up in two hours, <laughs> and I'm screwed. <laughs> so then it makes it harder for even those two hours. Like, so I have these little like head headband thing, and like it's I knock out so easily with that because like I'll turn on whatever like a comfort show. And like you said, the white noise, like I'm not even paying attention. And like sometimes though he'll like hear it and he'll know like what episode I'm on. Like if I like try to watch it the next day because I like didn't watch it, like he'll be like, didn't you watch that last night? Like I heard that line. I know I did. Well, I didn't actually watch it, dear. Like I heard, I heard it, and but I was probably asleep by that point. You know, <laughs> you I'm, might not have been. I'm more like he is, you know, in the sense of like I never had a TV in my room, like nothing. Like I always just went to sleep with mm -hmm. literally nothing. Like when I was a kid, you know, like I'd have like music on or something, but that went away by the time I was like 10. And yeah. so like she also likes the TV on. And so I had to physically teach myself how to just not watch it, like close my eyes, close my ears off. Because yeah. if we start watching a movie, mm -hmm. I want to know the end. Yeah. And I'm just going to stay awake and just watch the whole thing and she'll be passed out in 20 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch the movie now because I need to know the end. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the best part, too, is like you get older, you tend to like, oh, let's watch a movie. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> oh, and then it's she's closing her eyes. I'm like, honey, are you awake? I'm closing my eyes. I'm resting my eyes. <laughs> I'm five still minutes, listening. Five minutes later. Honey. Honey. <laughs> honey. What? I'm like, okay, are you ready for bed? No, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so how it started for me, because, like, growing up, I never had a TV, but when I went to college, my roommate could not sleep without the TV, and I couldn't, like, I tried the ear, like, the earplugs, like, with the TV, and I couldn't do it because the flashing of the lights, so mm -hmm. I started doing that where I'd, like, watch it. So I made a deal with her, like, okay, let's put on something that we've both seen so, like, I can fall asleep to it. Um, so that's what I do now. I fall asleep to shows that I've already seen. So, like, I don't sit there and, like, have to watch the whole thing. But I got so used to it from that. And then living by myself for a while, like, the white noise gave me, like, safety. Yeah, um, because, like, you like, feel alone. Right, because, like, you know, like, the, I have neighbors, like, or we have neighbors. And, like, sometimes I'd hear, like, weird noises, like a creak or, you know, flushing of the toilet or, like, a pipe making a noise or whatever. And that would scare me to death. So, like... It was like a white noise to even like block out that. So like now I've gotten so used to it that I'm like dependent on it. So like like I said, I'm a little headphone so that way he doesn't have to deal with it. But like <laughs> otherwise I'm like up all night and I'm just in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to Alternatives to AA. If you would like to contact us directly, please shoot us an email at alternatives2aa2021 at gmail.com. We also hope that you continue to join us on Mondays at 6 p.m. You can watch us live on YouTube. You can subscribe to us that way as well. You can leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, we ask that you please leave a rating and an honest review. We'll see you next week. Bye.